My next guest is the founder of Skateboards for Hope, where she empowers and builds sustainable community projects for youth all over the world. She's also a TEDx speaker, visionary, leader, artist, and a dear friend of mine. Please welcome Betty Esperanza. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, I'm even more excited because it's been a while. <laughs> yes, I know. Last time I interviewed Betty was actually for a school project when I was at Concordia University. <laughs> <laughs> wow, life is like a full circle, isn't it? I know, right? So Betty is in Montreal too, just like me, and she is an amazing leader in her community. Please talk to us more about what you do, who you are, and yeah, shine us your light. <laughs> well, I'll only talk a little bit about the little things that I'm doing right now that I'm, I want to live in the present because the past is so long ago. Uh, so yeah. I'm, the founder, yeah, I'm the founder of Skateboards for Hope. It's a nonprofit organization. Um, it's, um, we collect and recycle skateboards and other equipment, um, especially sports, to empower youth all over the world. I've been doing it for 15 years. It started out in Cuba. Wow. And um, it's going strong. And during COVID, it's like tripled. So I don't know what's going on, guys, but I'm having a blast helping kids get through, you know, with mental health issues and, and you know, and, and being more creative and obviously healthier. So I'm, yes. I'm enjoying that. And, uh, you know, my background is like I was, a dip I was in diplomacy and marketing and uh, business development, consulting for charitable organizations. I mean, I, I'm a little bit of everywhere, uh, <laughs> but I consider myself an artist humanitarian and that's it. That's a, like that. That's what I want to be, you know? Wow. That's amazing. So you truly are a multi-passionate person, right? So what would you say to someone listening to this and they're like, I have so many passions. There's so many things I want to do. What would you say to them? Make time for all of them. Make time. <laughs> That's it. Like, stop, stop thinking that you have to be put into a box. I mean, I definitely yes. have a great example of not following the grain. I don't bother with what everyone else is doing. I really am true to myself. Um, this is not e egocentric to actually do what makes you happy because, but what makes you happy makes others happy. So uh, try different things, be curious, fail as often as you want. It should be a yes. learning lesson. Don't, Don't worry about screwing up. Who cares? People, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, who gives a shit? Nobody cares, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, my Do gosh, it. this is so good. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I told awesome. you that too. I think I remember yeah. telling you that like you you know like we have this preconceived idea about how we should perform and how we should conform. Don't conform. Do it on your oh, own. My gosh. Of course, follow the rules so you don't get put in jail. But um <laughs> I mean, like, you know, that's your choice, but um, you, you have to live with the consequences, but try to do things on your own, be authentic. And yes, you know, um, follow a, t- a type of formula to get to your goals, but try to do it on your own. Like, just be patient, you know? Yes. Oh, I love this. I love this advice. This is so good. Um, going back to skateboards for hope. I know this was like a huge, huge thing. When I heard about it the first time, I was like, wow, this is so inspiring. (laughs) And I just love that skateboards represent freedom, you know, and it's a way to really inspire youth for them to become strong leaders in their community. So how do you feel when you have this opportunity to make a difference in their lives? Well, you know, it was by accident because I gave a skateboard to a young boy in Cuba while I was on vacation with my kids and he ended up becoming the number one skateboarder. He is my third son. Like I talked to him yesterday, wow. like, we, you know, building relationships is not short term, it's long term and to build trust is long term. So what happened was I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have an idea or a plan. It was organic. I started to bring Um, use skateboards by asking the skateboard community, you know, do you have anything lying around in your house that you're not using? Even if it's broken, um, I give broken decks to artists to make bowls or uh, keychains or shelves, whatever they want. So the idea was to recycle so it wouldn't be put into landfill because I thought it was such a shame because it doesn't, it's not biodegradable. It's full of, um, of um glue and uh, chemicals so i thought you know what let's let's do this let's get as many skateboards into the hands of kids who don't have access there's no skate shops in cuba or uganda or you know some places in the philippines or uh, in palestine uh you know i've sent to morocco jamaica recently zambia like name it i've sent it everywhere like over wow over like 30 countries now but I have branches, but the idea was to empower youth because what I saw was how much joy they had and how much confidence um, they started having while they were falling down on their asses. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so amazing how you can gain pride by achieving uh, something that you can't imagine, like a kickflip. It might take you a year, but can you imagine a skateboarder? You know who starts out with just like trying to, uh, you know, stand on the board and not fall off, you know, gain control of their balance. They're learning about themselves and their limits and they're pushing their limits. And this translates in life. Everything that we do, we have to push and get out of our comfort zone. So yeah, fall down and then get back up. Oh, I love this so much. And I also know the empowering message behind this is also to be your own hero. Tell us more about what that means. Well, what happened was when I realized that I was dropping off, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I had the luxury of going to Cuba. I was working for an airline. I was going there like several times a year. It didn't cost me much. 
And uh, I had the luxury of, you know, just dropping them off, giving them to the kids, giving them some guidance. But then I, you know, when you leave, they're left on their own. And so I started to instill this uh, type of leadership um, mindset of be your own hero. So instead of looking for others to compliment you, to encourage you, to motivate you, I, I came up with um, a concept to be your own hero and instill this uh, using skateboarding as a tool. And it's working because a lot of the kids will ask those, themselves questions. Who, who, who do I uh, admire? What are the traits that or the personality traits or the characteristics that I admire from that person? And how can I become a little bit more like that? without changing. And so this idea of being your own hero can be taught as young as five years old because Mm -hmm. kids ask and look up to role models and um, you don't have to be famous or articulate. I think you just have to be genuine and that's how it starts. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so good. (laughs) I love this. I love how you say that. It's like so good. She's like, Oh, I'm I'm so excited. (laughs) You know, I live live and breathe this. So it's like, it's not like I I'm a book. I haven't written about it. It's more like, uh, uh, just channeling, you know, the, the goodness, the kindness, the courtesy Mm. of respect for others. I think that's all, all I can ask. Um, and all I can do, you know, Yes, absolutely. So what would you say is your greatest accomplishment in your life? Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is my sons. I mean, I know it sounds cliche when mothers say that. (laughs) I have to say that um, raising two boys as a single mother, um, you know, one salary, not always doing that well. Um, You know, I actually went through some cancer, so I had to like, you know, raise myself up um, from the, the deep end of, uh, you know, not depression, but almost, you know, like I I had sad moments. So, um, Mm -hmm. I believe the reason why I say that is because I look at them and they're so well-rounded, they're independent, they're healthy. Um, they are their own heroes. Um, they are my example of what, um, healthy children should be. And we were never rich. So can you imagine, they had hand downs. Yeah. They had to learn how to, you know, um, save money or to because yeah, I did give them um, responsibilities and stuff. But today, like I'm, I look at them and I'm like, wow, I did really good. So though that example and that life lesson, I translate that to all the kids in the world that I help. You know, to help them the same way I help my boys. Yes. Oh my gosh. And hard Tyrion Raphael. Like I heard so much about them throughout the years. I feel like I know them. Yeah. I try you know what? They're like, oh mom, stop putting stuff on Facebook, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, that's a role that I can't seem to shake. Like I I'm like I'm not a nagging mom. I definitely not, but I definitely <laughs> very overly proud, bragging all the time. My oldest one's an actor, yes, Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. And I'm very <laughs> proud of him because it's not it's actually not easy. He's an entrepreneur because actors have to you know, our freelance, they have to find their jobs. They have to find their voices. They have to sometimes take on second jobs, you know, um, mm-hmm. to in between movies and stuff and whatever, but he's doing really well. And uh, Thierry is really following in my footsteps. He's an entrepreneur, but he also has his foot in the, in the um, 
non-for-profit world because he helps me, but he's always helped other non-for-profits like Head and Hands and, um, you know, the Mission Brewery and whatever. Like, like he's very involved in the community as well, but he's also a person who likes to try different things. He was a fireman, you know, he, he oh, studied wow. paramedics. Um, you know, he worked, uh, you know, in different jobs. Now he has his own renovation company. It's like, he, you know, it's, it, that's what I say. You don't always have to have the, the job, the nine to five, the, the, the secure mm-hmm. salary. If you're able as a character to be creative and, you know, and, and, you know, live, I guess on the edge is pretty much yeah. what we do, but that's entrepreneurship. Oh like yeah, it's never, exactly. I mean, if you're lucky, if you're lucky to have success because the, the stars aligned, right? Timing, timing and luck do, do play a factor. I mean, a lot of people work hard and they never make it. And you, uh, and it's not because of their business plan. It's just sometimes it's timing, you know? So um, if you're lucky to have that, that's great. But the rest of us, you know, we have to learn to live within our means. I think that's the number one takeaway I would say is learn within your means so that you are not unhappy. Oh, I love this because happiness is everything, right? If we're miserable in the process, it's not worth it. (laughs) I agree. Like it, I mean, I guess there has to be a little bit of misery to make you realize what you really want. And then you try to reset and then get, get to where you want to go. But a lot of us, you know, like we try different things and we have to forgive ourselves for, for, you know, for not doing well. I was going to say fuck up, but that's a really (laughs) good word. If you fuck up, it's okay. You know, you got you're a cat. You're like got nine lives. Don't worry about it. You know, you'll do it again. You'll figure it out. You know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Betty, you're so funny, and I know you're secretly a stand-up comedian. (laughs) Tell us more about that. Yeah, honestly, like I love (laughs) stand-up, and I love stand-up comedians because they're not all great. They're not funny. They're very serious people. They they write about serious topics and then, you know, twist it and make us laugh because it's so, you know, weird or uncomfortable to think of the obvious, right? Especially when it's comes to pain and negative issues, you know, like politics, you know, like, oh my God. But um, I just have an admiration for stand-ups. I have friends who are stand-ups. So I admire them for getting up on stage and, and, you know, saying the things they do, like it's, it's just mind blowing how brilliant, uh, mm-hmm. you know, words can change your mindset too. And obviously saying something out loud, that's negative and obvious in a funny way, you can take it better, you know, like it, yeah. it, you can digest it, you know, maybe you'll have indigestion a little bit, but it won't last long. Cause once you keep it out, it's gone. You know? <laughs> but I, I would like to one day get up on stage and have, and do a set like of all the things that I think are shit. Cause that's what I think about. All that, you know? Yeah. It would be funny. Oh my right? gosh. I don't know if that would be funny though. Like if I, I might end up being, make people cry. That's why I'm, I'm worried about, I wouldn't want anyone to cry. <laughs> Laughing or crying, please sign me up. <laughs> oh, awesome. So I also know that you met Nas Daily. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Well, you could have told <laughs> on the ball. I don't know why. Half, like when I met him, I met him twice, actually. 
when I met him, it was like um, I was put into a, um, a, a Facebook group, you know, like that was actually pissed off at Nastaly for going to McGill for a conference to give us to who they invited him. But it was so exclusive. It was only for McGillians, you know, and, and so. What? It, yeah. And I don't know how I got in there, but I was <laughs> like, what is this about? This is not, na- this is not Nastaly. Um, uh, I don't know what I wrote, like something like this is not Nastaly. uh, customs or something you know like this is uh this is unusual is this about money or like anyway i was i was a little bit off but in the end nas actually we invited him into the group and he actually agreed with us that he should mm-hmm. do an outdoor uh well we told him to meet us at tantams and that's what mm-hmm. we did and we were like 500 people at tantams showed up like spontaneously wow. and i got to film it and i got to meet him and i actually talked to him before everyone arrived because i was there to meet him and then, um, and the second time there was a private uh, taping at Goldcast where he was doing his, um, taping. And, uh, I was uh, privileged that I was one of 20 people who got to be part of the taping. And then we ended up talking. Wow. And then he, then he sent me a private message, which I ended up making public. <laughs> 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 and on top of it, Mitch Summers, who was working with him, who was, who was the Canadian, uh, you know, who was doing uh, most of his um, videos with uh, Argon, uh, he calls me up last uh, in February, uh, the year before, and he says, I'm going to Cuba. I, you know, I, I couldn't believe I, I, I was trying to think, who do I know knows Cuba? And he calls me and we start talking and then he goes, well, I'm going there for one thing, but I really want to do um, tell your story. And he, they ended up doing the story about Cuba, about me and Cuba and three minutes and put it on Nas daily. And boy, Oh boy, did I have a lot of, wow. I, it, it went viral. It's amazing. And so since then I've had, um, even more international exposure. Um, thank you, Nas daily and Mitch Summers. You know what I mean? Like it makes a big deal mm-hmm. to 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 share the story, and I didn't sell anything. I wasn't selling shoes or T-shirts. I was just asking people to give me skateboards or get me, uh, uh, you know, tell me all the kids that needed them. It was very simple, you know. Wow, I love, I love that story. I'm so speechless right now. This is so amazing. The power of connections yes. and really getting on video and sharing our stories. How viral that can go. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about, uh, like, I don't actually try to get viral. That's not my objective. I don't pay for Facebook ads. Sorry, Facebook. I'm not, <laughs> I don't have that much money yet. You know what I mean? Like I don't really get donations either. I do get donations from corporate, um, businesses, um, you know, private donations, but I mm-hmm. have not asked, you know, you know, regular people for 20 bucks or a hundred bucks, you know, like, so, I'm not there yet, but, um, mm-hmm. once I'm there, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll be able to do it. But for now, the idea is to connect with as many people as possible. Don't worry about going viral. Actually, the most important people that you should be connecting with are, is your audience that needs you, not a yes. bunch of people who are just voyeurs, you know, peeping Tom's looking at your stuff and then, you know, making bad comments. You want to service your clients or, or, you know, your, your network or your community, you want to give them value. You don't need to have it. Um, viral. 
I mean, unless that's a, a objective to be a Kardashian, well, good, good luck. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, Kardashian is losing power. You know what I mean? Like she's like, she has to have pictures of her at, in her Philippines in her on vacation. That's really nice, Kim. But you know, the rest of us are trying not to catch COVID. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Totally yeah. separate realities. I don't know if you heard about it, but anyway. Anyways. <laughs> so I love to ask all my guests on the podcast, what does being a powerful leader mean to you? That's a good question because it means empowering others to be the best versions of themselves. I mean, like you, you want to help others um, achieve their goals um, it also means being genuine and serving for the better good. We have to, everybody has to do that. You, whether it's at the basic level of helping a family member, a best friend or community, but you have to do that. And then you also, uh, you know, a good, powerful leader has to be a visionary and very optimistic about the future because it's like a formula that we have to create that doesn't exist. And I think that we, you know, it's like math. We have to figure it out. We have to find a solution. Oh, I love this. Yes, yeah. so true. So do you have any last piece of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, I remember telling you that I had, uh, I wrote something very interesting and it's a snowboarding reference. See the spaces, not the trees. It's very, yes. you know, it can be tough standing at the top of the mountain trying to convince yourself for the trip down. You know what I mean? And you're like, uh, I don't want to do it. It could be bungee jumping, whatever it is. And seeing all the trees in your path and you're like, I can't do it. But the solution is, is to see the space between the trees. It's not mm. the trees. It's look between that. And then this sort of mindset, seeing the opportunity and not the obstacles, um, is really what you want to do to start out on your next uh, venture and then projects or relationship, you know, if you're looking for that uh, perfect person. But when you're deep into your work or facing a personal challenge, it's easier to see the roadblocks. I mean, we're so negative, you know, but don't mm -hmm. let that stop you from pursuing the opportunity that exists, uh, that exists around you. Try to, you know, quiet down the negativity and look for a way to see the space between not the trees, you know. Wow. I love this. Well, thank you so much for sharing. So where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? Anywhere they want on messenger, on uh, com, on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, like just type skateboardsforhope.com or, or skateboardsforhope at skateboardsforhope and find it. Um, Twitter is at skateboard, the number four hope. Because, uh, you know, they have limited characters. <laughs> They're so stupid. Um, no, seriously. Um, Instagram is Skateboards for Hope. Facebook is Skateboards for Hope. I mean, like, you know, Google it. You'll find me. I mean, my phone number is there, my address. You want to drop off skateboards. You want to talk about, you know, ideas. Like, I actually like um, um, talking to people about their ideas, like, or, you know, brainstorming. Mm -hmm. um, so that's good too. And if they have any ideas, uh, I'm always looking for people to help, uh, to help out since I'm a one woman show. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you have to learn how to delegate to the best. So that's what I'm <laughs> going to do. Just like you, you're, you're doing a great job because you're giving a voice to people like me 
and uh, and others. And what happens is, you know, we that's a great way to connect with with a, another audience that you're you don't have you know your eyes on um, because you know the world is big, it's huge. Yes. And you can't do everything, and it's great to have to have you, Anna, to tell to to tell my story and to include me in your in your vision board. You know, like that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. and I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such an honor. Thank you so much for your time, for being here and sharing your story. Well, everyone stay safe and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.